You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Some people never learn. Have you heard that phrase before? Some people just don't learn. I mean, you have to keep teaching them the same lessons over and over. And it seems like they just keep making the same dumb mistakes. And isn't that true of every one of our lives? Don't we all somehow make mistakes in our lives? And don't we all live with regret? And aren't there things that we've done in the past that we just wish we could go back and redo? And in fact, all of us have foibles and character flaws and we make mistakes and we have vices um, that we, you know, we, we try to overcome, but we just can't. And we just tend to mess up our lives. And what we find in life is that often the big errors, the big uh, problems in life started out as small problems. That if we go, went back and just corrected a few little things, we would find that we didn't end up with these big life problems that we experience. And sometimes, you know, it's not always our fault. Sometimes it's things that other people do to us. But in some way, life just tends to go haywire. Just by way of illustration, I want to uh, read you a lady's story. She titles this, How Marijuana Ruined My Life. And so she says, I was an avid smoker of marijuana for four years. For three of those years, I smoked it every single day. I calculated my total sober days in in this three-year period, and I was probably sober for about three weeks out of three years. It started when I was going through a rough time in school. I was deeply depressed to the point of wanting to take my own life. I was self-harming, burning my skin with straight with a straight iron or a curling iron. I would cut up my hands with screwdrivers. It was pretty brutal. Then I met a guy who saw my cuts and wanted to help. So he told me, Chelsea, the next time you feel this way, call me and I'll come and pick you up. So the next time I felt that, that dark, I phoned him up. He came and picked me up and asked me if if I knew how to smoke out of a bong. I tried it and I loved it. All the sadness, guilt, loneliness, anxiety, and depression were gone. Instead, I didn't feel anything and that was awesome. Then I started smoking marijuana every day. I made new friends who smoked it. I dated guys who only smoked it. I would lash out at any loved one who got upset with me for being stoned at a family function, saying, I need it to make me happy. I completely stopped taking my antidepressants because those were chemicals and this was an herb from the ground. I thought I was going the natural way. This is when my downward spiral started. Now, I'm guessing... Her downward spiral started long before this, but this is what she says. This is when this downward spiral started. She says, I changed. I became lazy. I replaced doing things I used to enjoy doing that make me happy before, like writing, reading, playing video games, running and taking pictures with taking tokes from the bong. 
When I woke up, I smoked marijuana. Before I went to bed, I smoked marijuana. After work, I smoked marijuana. Every hour, I was at my window, lighting up my bong, blazing away. I became forgetful. I would forget important things going on in my family's life. I would ditch my friends because I was too lazy to go, which is a nicer way of saying I was too stoned to go. My eating habits became awful. I lived off fast food and chips because of the munchies. I did everything high. I, I was never myself. I was just floating through life on a cloud of smoky numbness. I couldn't be excited when my brother called me to tell me how well he did on a report he wrote. I couldn't be thoughtful and call my sister to let her know she did a good job on her public speech. I couldn't hang out with my youngest sister without being agitated all the time. I only called them to talk or hang out when I decided it was a good time. I was into guys who smoked pot. I had friends who smoked pot. I knew where to find a hookup for pot. And the friends who smoked it weren't friends if I didn't. The only people that would hang around me were those who either wanted to smoke my marijuana or just didn't want to get high by themselves. Whenever I didn't have marijuana or a place to blaze at, these people stopped talking to me. All of my true, mature, caring friends, the ones who were there for me when I was sad or going through a hard time, they stopped calling me. My brain was being fried. They were growing up and doing things with their lives while I was wasting time and money. Marijuana actually made my anxiety worse. I started to become paranoid about going out in public because I thought everyone I knew was stoned. Um, I'm sorry, because everyone knew I was stoned. I couldn't go into places with large groups without having anxiety attacks. My depression got worse because I locked myself in my house all day and I stopped doing things that made me happy. My anxiety got so bad that I had to leave my uh, that that I had to leave my home, my boyfriend, and my job to move back with my mom and get help. I couldn't function on a daily basis without having at least five panic attacks, paranoid thought attacks. I was missing out on great opportunities because I had zero motivation. I had come to the realization that I had gotten this low through my own choices and actions. Bad choices. And uh, another person is going to tell their story, and they start out with this line. I have a serious gambling problem, and although I'm only in my 30s, I can already see how my life is doomed. <laughs> another person says, I wasted five years of my life going to college, and it's my biggest regret in life. For me, college was a waste of time, a waste of energy, a waste of money, and a waste of potential. Bad choices. We all make them. And the sad part is, is that sometimes we end up in ruin. And I'm talking shipwreck. We make bad choices and we wonder why. It makes me think of this song. Yesterday All my troubles seem so far Looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, yesterday. If only I could go back to yesterday uh, when things were better, but all of a sudden things took a wrong turn. And how did this happen? 
Well, the Bible sheds a little bit of light on this, and we all know that this is human nature. But what we don't realize is why, why do we as human beings always tend to run amok? And, and why, when we're left to ourselves, does it seem like our lives just kind of fall apart? And, and the Bible does shed some light on this. And one of the things that the Bible says is in Ephesians chapter 2, it says that we human beings are driven by our lusts and, and we're driven, totally, totally driven by our desires. And that's what we see uh, many times in these people's stories. It's just that they do whatever comes to mind and whatever seems right in the moment. They just go out and do it and then regret it maybe tomorrow or next year, or in five years, they look back and say, what a terrible choice that was. And, uh, and, and we're driven by our desires, and the problem is, is that oftentimes our desires are wrong desires, or they might be dark desires, and they carry us to unwanted places. And think of the addict who knows that they're destroying their body or their mind with their addiction, and yet they go ahead and do it anyway. And, uh, and it was a series of bad choices that led up to the addiction. Like I say, it may not have always been their own choice. It may have been other people's bad choices. But uh, ultimately, it messes up life, and life runs afoul. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 53, verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. We're all like sheep who have just scattered and gone and done whatever we like, and we've we've gone astray. And really, this describes all of us. All of us, in some way, have gone astray. It's just that some people's lives appear to have gone more astray than others, and and people make decisions that just wreck their lives. And uh, it's a recurring thing. It's just something that we've come to accept that, hey, this is just part of being a human being, uh, to mess up and to have these character flaws and to make bad choices and to make sudden choices without really thinking about it and ending up in bad places. And, well, let me um, share this book with you. This is Rules of the Road. This is a book that I just had laying around um, in my house. Rules of the Road from the Road Safety Authority. And I think this is like a 250-page book, something like that. It's very nicely done with um, pictures and clear illustrations um, colored text and yellow boxes and all kinds of things. And in order to drive, you have to read this book and you're going to get tested on this book. And you better know the details of this book or you're not allowed on the road. And why is that? Because if a person goes out and tries to drive without any instruction and not knowing the rules of the road, at best, there's going to be chaos on the road. And at worst, there's going to be loss of life. A person can kill themselves and kill many other people if they go out on the road and they don't know what they're doing. And I know that as an American living in Ireland, 
it's easy to get mixed up <laughs> and to drive on the wrong side of the road. Speaking for a friend, of course, not that I've ever done that. <laughs> but uh, actually, I did go around the roundabout the wrong way one time when I had a lapse of memory or something. You know, I wasn't paying attention and I just went the wrong way around a roundabout. It was terrible. And uh, that's why I have this book. And and the Road Safety Authority expects you to read this. And a person might complain and say, you know, this there was just too much text here. It was so tedious. And, oh, you know, I got bored and I just couldn't make it through this. And uh, they're going to say, sorry, you don't get to drive. You don't get your driver's license. If you're going to do something as important as drive, you have to have the... Um, you know, the attention span to get through a book like this. And you have to have enough smarts to read this, to understand it, and to be able to drive so that you don't put yourself and other people in danger. Well, this is just to drive. You know, you can get along in your life without driving. Uh, but if you want to drive, there's this thick instruction manual right here that you have to read and be tested on. And yet, we go through life and think how precious life is and how messy life is. We go through life totally oblivious to God, our Creator. Totally oblivious to how our Creator wants us to live. And we're carried along by our lusts, by our inner desires that so often lead us astray and mess up our lives. And it causes, it leads to chaos and confusion and ultimately death. Look around you. Look how many people are living in chaos and confusion and whose lives are this close to death. And maybe that's you as you're watching here today. Maybe there's some confusion and chaos in your life because of bad choices, either your choices or someone else's choices. And uh, that's where our desires often lead, to chaos, confusion, ultimately death, because we're living oblivious to the God who made us. But the thing is, is that God gave us an instruction manual. And you might see that I have my Bible right here on the desk. This is God's instruction manual for life. And when I say instruction manual for life, I mean life in every sense of the word. This book speaks to life. It speaks to all the matters of life. Everything that pertains to life is in this book. And in fact, it speaks to life in the truest sense. It really tells us how to live and, and how to live eternally. And so this is an instruction book that was given to us by the Creator, the one who created us. And why is that? Because He loves us, He cares about us, and He tells us how He wants us to live our life and if we remove this and just live according to our whims and our desires, we're bound to go astray and the train starts coming off the rails. And sure, there are many stories about people who have 
kind of picked themselves up by their own bootstraps, who have turned over a new leaf and gotten life back on track. But the thing is, is that we don't have to do that to begin with. We don't have to make the bad choices to begin with. And ultimately, we want to make the right choices about life and eternity. And we find that here in God's instruction manual. Ultimately, it will teach us how to even please our Creator. To live the way that He wants us to, and therefore to please Him. It's a life that's happy. It's a life with joy and peace. And it's a life that pleases the Creator. And actually, this podcast session here is just an introduction to the topics that we're going to talk about this month. And uh, we're going to have a special guest on next week, and we're going to start talking about these things. How does the Bible, if this really is our instruction manual, how does it speak to life? And so we're going to have a guest on next week who knows how this book speaks to life. And I'm looking forward to what he has to tell us. I hope it will be a blessing to you, and I hope that through this, through the topics that we're going to talk about, that you will come to view the Bible as having help for you and as a book that speaks into your life. Join us for these exciting conversations that we're going to have, and we hope to see you next week.